Hey mamas. Hey mamas. Welcome Hi. back to another episode. I'm Jess. I'm Erica. And I'm also Erica. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got a, we, we've got someone that's very keen to get into the conversation. <laughs> so I'm going to say what she says. So we know who you are, but tell our <laughs> listeners who you are. <laughs> and that's the way we have to answer. Oh, well, I'm Erica. Erica who? ¿Qué hasta el apellido tengo que decir? Ay, Dios mío. No, mentira. Yo soy Erika, esa es el gordillo. Ah, mucho no. No. I, I, was, I was looking for Erika Inspirational Thursdays. Ah, government name. Okay, ready. Okay, so yeah, I'm Erika from Inspirational Thursdays. Hello, guys. Oh, I love that. Bye. Love you. Bye. I love your bum bum. Oh, my God. And this is motherhood. <laughs> Mama's code. So we wanted to speak about uh, raising boys. Basically, all three of us have boys, and I know that we were all very, uh, we all had very strong opinions based around how our men and our boys are treated, and the whole perception there is about men in general, and the whole you know hashtags not all men and. Boys don't cry. It was about time we had this conversation. And we thought, who better than you? Yeah, I think it's such an important conversation, you know, um, especially because I've got both. I've got the girl and I have the boy. So it's one of them ones where I can actually um, talk on behalf of both. I'm, I'm so I'm so honoured to be here and I can't wait to actually get this conversation started. Has your perception of how, how you wanted to raise your kids changed ever since you like fell pregnant? So, you know, before you were pregnant, you thought this is how I'd raise my boys and all my girls who have who whatever sex I have did that change when you first got pregnant and found out you were having a boy you know what I think um we well I don't know about you girls but I think we all have like an like an image and a thought process that you believe you're going to do certain things when you when you're pregnant but when you actually have the kids it doesn't really go down the route that you assume you would actually educate your um, children because there's there's a lot of obstacles that there's a lot of challenges in life as a mother that you don't realize you're actually going to go through so you always just focus on the stuff that you would assume you'd do well not realizing that there's going to be obviously challenges that you have no clue how you're going to deal with it doesn't matter where other people have given their stories if other mums have given their experience every child's different everyone has their different ways of obviously educating their kids now when um I knew I was having a boy I wasn't worried as I was when I found out I was having a girl with my son it was more like I knew I was I was always going to be overprotective with my kids but with my son it was more like there's certain things that I would educate him in regards of how to be you know respectful towards women but not only that for women to also respect him the day that he obviously has a like a relationship or not even just a relationship because the thing is a lot of women talk about oh you have to educate your sons to um, respect our daughters but it's not just about relationships like you can go to school work um, life it's just respecting each other in general now, my my main focus was I didn't want my son or I don't want my son to be in other people's mouths that, oh, he did this to my daughter or he broke my daughter's heart or, you know, like I don't I don't I don't want that for my for me to hear that. That's what my son's been doing. But I'm also very aware that there's oh, is this word a good word to use for women? 
because I, I I do obviously rep the women's side as well, but there are some psycho women in the world that take. It's fine. We've said that on this podcast before. We're crazy oh, bitches sometimes. Okay, cool. Maybe not bitches, but we are. We, we I think we all have a little crazy in us. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it, it's one of them ones where because I've seen it. I've been around it so it's not even like I've heard stories I've actually seen it with my own eyes how mad women can be because they know that whether it's the law that has their back or just society in general women can do whatever towards men and they just get away with it men can't do the same because it's either prison or it's just it's just a different it's a different ball game you know so I the way I try to educate my son it's not oh you have to respect women no no no. is you have to respect everybody and everybody has to respect you whether you're a man a woman an animal you know like it's just respect in general and I feel like the majority of women that have daughters and remember guys I've got a daughter so I can vouch for both but those women that have daughters educate your daughters to respect the man because hey, what I've fucking <laughs> men mate this really grills me because I have seen and it's always the women that have just daughters that mm, will sit mm. there and bash men and I'm thinking like you have a husband you have a dad you have cousins you have boyfriends how are you sitting here and it's like you know, one shoe fits all. It's like, you know, with us, like, and Colombia, like, oh, because one Colombia is a narcotraficante, and then does that mean mm-hmm. all of us? Like, we always question as to why when an English person refers to us, it's always like, oh, cocaine, cocaine. And we're like, no, mm. no. We're trying to break them barriers. Yeah, yep. women who only have daughters will sit there and bash men. And it's kind of like, they're not excluding some. So it's not like, oh, some men, no, no. It's just like, it's like, every man every single man does this and it's like you know you have to educate your son you have to do this you have to do I never see women be so vocal on abusive daughters Mm. you touching on it that you have both here so I have a story actually and it's like family like within my family so my auntie has like you boy and girl I remember we were in the car once and my mi primita was like you know like saying things to my cousin like like trying to trigger him you know like when girls just know how to push your buttons and my cousin like mi primo was just like neutral and he was just trying to like firm it and like ignore her behavior but she kept digging and digging and digging until she got a reaction and he slapped her and obviously my auntie's like driving but she's hearing all of this when he's hit her her husband turns around, screams at my cousin, the boy, and was like, you can never hit a girl. I was sitting next to my cousin, the girl, yeah, and all I could see is a smirk on her face. My auntie didn't say anything. But I saw her, you know, like when you can see someone's kind of like processing everything that's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, she she didn't say anything. Like, we got to the place. And then my auntie's like, obviously, like, I don't think she wanted to dismiss what her husband had done. Because obviously... My auntie's like a firm believer that you know, boys you shouldn't hit girls. No, you shouldn't oh. physically harm a girl or anyone. Mm. Really, it's mm. kind of like what you say. You know, you, you get the respect. You, it's like retaliation. You know, mm-hmm. um, but when you kind of think of it, and this is what she said, and she sat there and she's like with tears in her eyes, and she was like, you know, as a mother, 
I automatically think about my son getting into like a relationship, you know, um, having like women co-workers, uh, having a daughter, like you want them to know that physical harm or any harm for what for that matter is not acceptable. But she also had to ensure that her daughter knew that she can't just get away with triggering like she's basically instigated something and she got away with it and it's obviously it's always like oh the guy can't hit the but you triggered this behavior and this is what I again I'm a I'm a woman you know I don't have daughters but you can't really say that oh I, I'm chatting shit but I personally feel like if you as a woman and I will stand here and I'll say it can hit a man a man can hit you 100%. 100%. I totally agree if that. You think you can lay your hands on a man and just because you're a woman, mm-hmm. you can't take a beating back. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. That is bullshit. Yeah. We are all here fighting for equality. Equality, yeah. And then it doesn't go both ways on some select. So we, ha- we have selective behavior. Nah, yeah. it, th- that doesn't roll with me. I'm sorry. No, and, and not only that, but like in today's, in today's age, yeah. It's one of them ones where those that do have those daughters, what I've analysed, oh gosh, this is going to get techie. Some people are not going to like, listen to this, oh Lord Jesus. Um, those that talk about, oh, um, teach your your sons to um, respect my daughters, da, 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 all this nonsense talk here, because it's nonsense, I'm so sorry, but it's nonsense, because you have to educate your daughter as well. Um, they're the ones that have messed up with men. They're the ones that have actually broken hearts. And Jesus is gonna oh this podcast is gonna be powerful still. Um, so it, it's one of them ones where realistically, where is it coming from though? Because I I know you've broken hearts. I know you've literally um you you've made someone psycho because of your because of your behavior, you know. But now it's like because you're now a mum, now you can say oh men have to respect um, women. But then you weren't respecting the man when you weren't a mum. So why all of a sudden now that you're a mum, you can say, oh, no, you teach your sons to, um, to respect my daughters. So imagine if you had a son then, because I guarantee you won't be saying, oh, respect my daughters. Of course not. No, no, and the thing that triggers me is that, you know, they scream like, you know, like, and this is a conversation I had with Jess because I was talking to my dad about this the other day as well, that we were we were looking on doing this episode. And my dad was like, because we were talking about, you know, abuse, like raping. You know, we've had a, an episode where, you know, we've had someone that's been um, abused come on and, you know, we talk on all that side, right? I guarantee you, I can't get one man, one man to come forward and tell me that he's been raped. Why? Because it will be that he's he's going to feel emasculated to start mm-hmm. off with. And that's mm-hmm. what my dad was saying. My dad was like, Erica, you won't find a man that he's been abused at home. Take like take apart rape, like not 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 raped, but like his woman's emotional abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotional abuse. Mm. He won't say it. He won't say it because again, he's going to feel like less of a man undergoing situations of abuse. Like, you know what? So, sorry to cut you, Erica. The other thing that I've noticed with that stuff, yeah, is that there's a lot of men out there that have also suffered, that are dads that have suffered 
so much emotionally i'm not going to talk about the physical because there are there are physical i've seen tons of videos where they've shown where um, they're walking in the street i don't know if you girls have ever watched the video this happened on facebook years ago and there's a video where they show when a man's disrespecting a woman how many people actually jump in but when the woman's actually disrespecting the man no one seems to jump in no one seems to defend the man now something i have noticed and it's so heartbreaking when it comes to parenthood yeah um because women know that the law obviously has their back to a certain degree, there's so many men out there that have no, um, no, not not strength, but they just don't see the point of actually fighting custody to see their children because of all the lies that are put behind all their scenarios. And there, there's tons of women that love to say, oh, dads don't do this, dads don't do that. But realistically, you don't even allow the dad to be around your child and imagine having a boy as well when a boy does something that they're not supposed to the first thing that people say oh he was raised by a woman there was no dad there there was no dad figure there as if to say we can't do it by ourselves don't get me wrong I think I think having a mom and a dad is an absolute blessing it's it's supposed to be like that yeah but I know a lot of women out there that know how to raise um boys or, or men now because obviously they're around my age and they are doing amazing things but I feel like with with how it runs now people are too focused with educate your sons as if to say the women has nothing to play yeah no like uh, women don't uh, don't abuse man women don't cheat women don't rape man women are pedophiles how many times do you see a school teacher having sex with a little boy that's that's a pedophile that is of a pedophile but mm. a woman will never get a, like, oh no, it won't be that big of a story. But a guy being a pedophile, oh that 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 hits every headline, every headline. Nah, that, th- th- this is the thing with me. Like, it really triggers me because, like, you know, as mother, like, as a mother of young boys, I know that it's my responsibility to begin shaping their values that will define them as men, right? Mm-hmm. But I have, I, me, as a mum of boys, I have worries of the little girls that they're going to go after. How many times have we read, and I know we've all read, women who fake being raped and these boys oh. go go, go mm-hmm. to jail? Yeah. Again, it's all on their corner. How, why, why? First hand, it, my nephew's a friend, he was really into this girl, but this girl was like into like a hood rat. Mm. Didn't this girl tell my nephew's little friend to go and meet him to meet her and she, the boy got stabbed but because of her because of her are you telling me that now so who's going to protect that the mother's son that just got stabbed you see, it was your is... daughter your daughter that you are rooting for and that apparently needs protection that got this boy stabbed so who's teaching the girls respect yeah, I think I think with what everyone has to do as a parent, and not just as a parent, family members, those that are around your your children, is to educate them to respect each other. It's not just one way for 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 the boys and one way for the girls. It doesn't work like that because I know I I grew up around boys and I've seen how they've been and when a girl breaks them, how they become. So, and it, it takes one girl to actually break them and to make them into this savage, heartless guy that doesn't give two flying hoots. But then before that, he was completely fine. He just, they just met the wrong, the wrong woman and then she cheated. 
I've I've had cases where the girls have cheated and abused them verbally, and then now when they're now meeting new girls, they don't they don't have that respect because they've been broken. That's but trauma. no one tends to talk about. Yeah, it is trauma. If you think about it, it is because you can't you your mentality now is okay I'll give you my all but what's the point because I did that once and then somebody broke me so there's no point of me giving you my all now because you're you're most probably going to do the same thing it's the same how a woman thinks if you really think about it when women get cheated on automatically you're thinking oh why wouldn't he do that why wouldn't he do that the next fella that you have why wouldn't he do the same thing it's the same it's the same thing it's just society makes it seem like men have to be educated a certain way and women have to be educated a certain way there's double so standards mad. there's double standards because if a man cheats oh he's a man he cheated but if she was to cheat back she's a hoe and wait she's you know you just lose all respect for her and it's like okay but make it make sense then you can't like erica was saying if you want equality okay then we have to be equal across every topic and board and whatever you want, whatever situation. And also when they say, oh, you know, raise your um, boys to be gentlemen and stuff. Okay, fine, I get it. I think we all, as women ourselves, want to raise that man that, you know, will open doors for the woman. If he sees a stranger woman in, on the streets crying, we want our boys to be like, are you okay? Would you, you know, do you need help? Or, you know, the same way that we need to raise them to be clever and, think hold on a minute is this a trap am I is this woman or is this girl gonna get me into trouble down the line like you need like like you can't just build them to think oh you've got to respect girls and in the same sentence what happens and I'm sure maybe Erica you've seen the video and I mean me and Chris definitely saw it but what happens when your daughter looks about 14 on the central line sucking some little kid's dick so where, you know, who are we blaming the boy for making her suck the dick or the girl for? It will always be the boy's fault. It will always be the boy's fault. I was going to say that. Unfortunately, it will always be the boy's fault. Unfortunately, it's that, because it's like, fine, we're doing our job to raise our boys the way you know the way we think you're you will be a good man. At the end of the day, they can also you know have their own personalities and decisions. But then, why would my son respect? you know that girl if she's not respecting herself and I'm not saying that the boys will think that I'm not saying we're going to raise you know tit for tat but if you're out on the streets like this what are you raising yourself fine I'll teach my son not to I'll teach my son to text back and not be a fuck boy but then what are you doing to your girls not that it has any not that it's my concern but you also have to look inside and see what you're doing as a parent to your daughters as well we have the power to guarantee our sons won't be part of the problem, yeah, but part of the solution. But like Erica mentioned, and I'm trying to think what she mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You know when it just slips your brain? Oh, wait, wait, I got it. Oh, fuck, I don't have it. <laughs> she ain't got it. She forgot it. <laughs> No, but wait, going back to what, what Jess was saying, yeah, and obviously what Erica, what, what me and Erica were saying, the boy would always be the problem, right? What we have to remember as well, okay, is that we will educate our children, and I say children because like I said, I've got the boy and the girl, as much as we can at home. But we also have to remember 
is that we don't know what type of friends they're going to have, okay? Because That's the majority what I was gonna say, of time... <laughs> literally, I was literally going to say something <laughs> along those lines, that we can do our part. Yes. But they're, like you said, there will always be a girl that will break that child that you've worked so hard. Yep. But where do we draw the line on where it's the parent's fault? How did you raise your child? I'm raising my child as fine as I can, you know? But again, you know what, what think... you're saying, Erica, friendship, yeah. everything. Yeah, you know what? Like, I think, okay, so I'm, I'm a true believer, yeah, that everything happens for a reason, okay? Now, obviously, I worked in, um, in primary school. I was working in primary school education for six years, okay? That was in my son's school. Now, I had the privilege to see how school runs, um, how teachers are, how kids are around each other. And this is where my fear came in, right? Everyone's always quick, or no, not everyone. Women that have daughters, let me correct that. Women that have daughters are always quick to say, oh, your son's this, this and that your son's this this and that not realizing or what I what I actually saw with my own eyes is that girls are so flipping fast it's absolutely insane my son was five years old I remember like it was yesterday and he came home and he told me a story of um one of his little friends he was five one of his little friends explaining this story that she saw on YouTube not realizing because he was mad innocent it's only because as an adult and as a teacher and when you talk to the safeguarding leader you find out oh my gosh what this child was watching was not not, absolutely nothing normal they were watching porn but because she's five she can't obviously express what she's watching she can only describe what she's seeing she's gone and told my five-year-old boy my blood was boiling it was a weekend I had to call the teacher on the Saturday this is this is what I'm saying I was blessed the fact that I worked in the school the same school as him so I was friends with my son's teachers so we had each other's numbers and I ended up calling her I, I remember literally saying I am so sorry that it's a weekend and this is work purposes but I cannot go to sleep I can't even physically eat because here's me trying to protect my son in every single corner every single aspect that I'm I'm assuming that he's not ready for this he's not ready for that everything in my head everything was um cuando le llegara el tiempo you know a su tiempo right not realizing that when they start school that's when everything changes so you know when Jessica was asking at the beginning um when I fell pregnant did I you know educate my child or assume that I was gonna um raise my child the way I was thinking when I was pregnant unfortunately not because what we forget is all these little things that come behind um being a mother and school is a major 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 part of a child's um um upbringing so as much as we educate our child how we want to raise them there's friends in school there's people that you see in the streets there's influence because there's peer pressure there's so many things as a mother the way I think I don't know because my son goes to secondary school next year but the way I'm assuming that I will be I will keep my son in so many activities after school and like just keep him busy where he doesn't need to be entertained with out the outside like you know the outside world but maybe the reason why my mindset is like that is because as a woman 
with my parents, me and my sister, that's how we were raised. We didn't know what it was to go to a club or um, raving when all my friends went to raving at the age of 13, 14. Because we started um, salsa at such a young age, we were training every single day. Like there was an activity every single day of our life. So we didn't have that, that time of like, I know, no sé qué hacer, so let me just go out. You know what I mean? So in my head, I'm assuming that that's what I'll do with my son. Of course, it's different. It's a boy because that's what society makes it seem like. Oh, no, it's a boy. Let him be free. But me making him do activities, why not? Why not? When my, when my son came to me to the kitchen to tell me about this story, I called, my, I called my colleague and I said to her, this is what she's explained. She said that she saw a woman on the wheelchair with her mouth open and the man was weeing in her mouth she's five when she's explaining this and my five-year-old son's explaining it to me lo más inocente posible because he was mad innocent he had no clue he was just like oh mom look this is nasty whatever tone of voice he had at that time however he spoke at the age of five and I'm listening I, I remember I locked myself in the toilet so I said to him I was like erase what she told you I was like she shouldn't be watching those cartoons I was chatting so much rubbish to try and erase it from his head that I went into the toilet I literally burst into tears I started crying because I was thinking oh my gosh this is where this is going to get difficult as a mother because I'm already an overthinker so being an overthinker um, and I don't mind saying obviously in the podcast being an overthinker is not it's something that I'm trying to control now at the age of 31, but I only realized a year ago that I'm really, I'm really bad with overthinking. I've improved a lot. I've been able to do things, you know, to help me out. But when I it think comes it's to an my, Erica thing, is it? I, I 100% oh. overthink. I can't. When sleep. it comes to my kids, yeah, like when something pops up, I, I overthink like a thousand different scenarios, and sometimes really I can't bad. sleep because I'm still thinking up, like, yeah, oh my god, this is gonna happen, and then this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I went into the toilet, I was throwing up, I was crying, and then I grabbed my phone, I said, look, this and this was said, she was like, Erica, as soon as you go into work on Monday, I need you to run to the safe leader, the safeguard leader, you need to sit down, I'm letting you know now, she will have a conversation with Jalen, my son's five, why are you questioning my son, I don't want no one questioning my son, but this teacher, like, she's so on point, she, she knows her role on point, that she knows how to talk to kids, obviously, she's a safeguarding leader, so she knows exactly how to speak, how, what kind of, like, dialogue, like, you know, como comunicarse con un niño de cinco años, because obviously, every year is a different type of way how you speak, but at the age of five, they, they're really small, so, um, yeah like they warned me they told me that she was going to speak to them um but yeah it turns out that the little girl was watching porn on their um on their dad's um um, ipad see like me like we had an episode um on mama's cold about you know like social media Mm. and we agreed that that plays a role on how your kids are educated we said you know a child that's five six seven should not have a phone they shouldn't who who are they going to call you've got your friends you see them every bloody day why do you need a phone and Babe, like, I'm in that now with my nine-year-old well sorry my 10-year-old he talks about a phone I'm like for what yeah like and it's like it's like you say like you want to kind of keep everything at the pace that they're at you mm. don't want to like we said in the episode you know it's like like I said I kept mentioning because I, my nephew he was five and he was playing call of duty and I always disagreed with that because I was like 
that's killing you're killing yeah. people how are you allowing a child is that me like like i said on the episode as well would you allow your child to watch pornography no because there's an age range us i know if there's a film 12 and my son's six i'm not going to watch that film in front of him no matter how it's not too violent it's no because in the sex scenes i'm going to have to say joel cl- close your eyes what is the point you're already putting that intriguing behavior and they're going to want to peek and then they're going to become sneaky about it and it's just like why like it, learned behavior is just and i like like i said i hate being the prude mom that keeps my son from engaging you know with like all these new things like i was one of the last in my friends to get my child a nintendo because i always thought well you know i need him to read first and concentrate and you know i was very on point with these things like he doesn't need an xbox he doesn't need a playstation like he's too young for these things mm-hmm. um and I used to feel sorry, Erica, because sometimes he would go to his friend's house and they would know how to play with all these aparatos and he'll be like looking at me like, oh, I don't know how to play. Mm. And you feel guilty. You feel so guilty because it's like, it's not like I can't provide for him. I can. I can get him anything he wants. Yeah. But again, todo suela. Like, you can't, you know I can't what? just freely give shit to my son without him no. earning something. Like, what principles are you teaching him? No, and it's not it's not only that, yeah. You said something in regards of like todo llega su your tiempo, todo su And I stand I stand by that. Now, obviously I don't I can't remember how old both of your kids are and Jessica's are they still are they in primary yet? Is your, is Joel, Joel in, in primary? primary? Yeah. What what year is he in? Yeah, one. Okay, so he's he's still he's still really small. But right, but you you're only starting to experience the primary school type of life because I'm telling you there's so many things that you're going to encounter that you're going to be like oh my gosh like obviously with Jess she still has to go through that um through that um oh my gosh I'm gonna be Laura, Laura. Um, transition phase yeah so yeah 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 through that transition <laughs> yeah through that transition right but um, I had the same mentality as you, Erica. I had the same thing where, nope, my son will know this at a certain age, when he's this age, when he's that age, not realising what's happening in school. At the age of eight, my child had to know um, how his sister was born because he had an argument with his school friend. I remember I, put, I was in my... I was, <laughs> this is what I mean these stories are absolutely wild like and it's all through school bro like it's not even like in my house it's all through school um I remember I was driving back I picked him up from school and I was in the car with my sister and we're driving I'm driving home now and my son's gone and said oh mom I had an argument today in school he's eight yeah and I was like like what happened and he was like oh mom because um so and so kept saying that oh um babies come out through their through um through your vagina but I know that they come through the belly. That's how Sarai came in. Like you cut, they cut your belly, didn't they? <sighs> I took a deep breath. I looked at my sister. I was like, right, the conversation's going to have to happen because I, because the thing that I have to remember is that I don't want now my son having these arguments and then he's looking at the dumb one because realistically you're going to look at the dumb one because it is true. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> I parked up the car so quick. I, I was breathing hardcore and I was thinking, right, at the age of eight, my son's going to find out that his sister came out through my in vagina. Great. It, isn't this beautiful? So I was like, all right, easy. I remember coming out of the car. I told him to come out of the car. <laughs> my sister came out of the car. And I was like, right, let me tell you something. I was like, you both, both of you were right in the argument. 
I was that there's a there's something called C-section. It's a cesarean, right? When women cannot have a natural birth, they have to cut the um, the woman's belly, and that's how a baby comes out. However, your sister didn't come out like that. I had a natural birth, so she came out from my vagina. Yeah, that's how I said it. I said it so like that. No, like I didn't sugarcoat it. I didn't. I didn't go like ah. I didn't cry. I didn't. I, literalmente, como que lo estoy diciendo aquí. Hoy en día, I was there as well. I was like, she came out of a vagina. Like, there's no easier way of saying it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? <laughs> like, they've already told you in school, so I might as well just tell you. It's not a lie. But I did say, when I said it to him, and this is what I noticed, when I said it to him, that was the first and last time we ever had a conversation about it there was no like oh my gosh and how and oh my gosh mom that he wasn't he didn't feel disgust he didn't react in a way that I thought he was going to react he was calm as all right then mom so I guess we both won then I was like yeah yeah you both won you won she won everyone's happy and then we kept it moving I remember I messaged my partner and I said oh my gosh babes Jalen knows how Sarai came to the world and he was like yeah but see he's more chilled you know so he's more like yeah babe it's bound to happen it's part of life I was like he's eight <laughs> he shouldn't know this in my head he would have known at the age of 10 if I could possibly wait but eight because I've got a two two little fast girl that wants to be talking that what so cool left that he's going to year six now in year five they had their body changed um class right which in our time it was called sex, sex education girls I'm not going to lie to you I was crying the whole day I was having panic attacks days before because the good thing about my school year or where my kids go is that they prep you for this stuff and they also tell you they do like because obviously it was COVID time they send like a video of what it is that they're going to watch and what they're going to talk about so I sat in the living room they were both in school I this was alone time I sat in my living room put the um the video thing, the two videos, because it was two videos that they were going to show that day. I started watching it and I was like, oh my gosh, my son's going to find out how they were made. That's all, I, that's all, <laughs> look at Jessica laughing. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my gosh, my, my, my son's going to find out. What the hell? Like, what, what am I going to do? Can I just say something? And also, you probably thought, shit, there's no more like, oh, you walked into the room and we're just playing here. Like, now you know that now you possibly know that these positions that we're doing is not playing hi let's go better oh i forgot this is a podcast i feel like i'm just having a normal call with you guys listen i was sitting down put my laptop on i started watching it and i was sobbing um my blood was hot my head was everything was hot and i was just like he's my baby why does he need to know this now he should i remember that i told you guys that i'm an overthinker so as an open, because Erica, you will experience this. You will. Like, I can't even like say you won't. You're going to experience this. I mean, obviously, the Akiaja teacher, overthinking, fantastic. I'm telling you, my partner was at work. I had no one to talk to. I ended up, so I've got a, a girl group. There's seven of us, seven of my tight girls. And um, I remember I audio noted them. And I said, girls, I need you lots of help. I was like, my brain's doing mad because they're very aware about my overthinking and situation. I was like, my, my brain's doing a lot. I was like, he's my baby. He doesn't need to know this now. I was like, I was expecting to have this conversation with him 
literally a month before him touching secondary school. A month, you know, before touching, F it, two weeks before starting secondary school, because I know secondary school is a different ball game. I was like, but not now. I was like, he's at the time he's only nine. So I was like, not at the age of nine. Like he shouldn't know any of this stuff. Like now I can't even watch normal TV because now I know that he knows what it is. Like, you know, like before he would just watch something and he wouldn't even have a clue what was going on. But now he knows exactly what's going on. For me, it was just like, he's my baby and he shouldn't know this stuff. And then, like Jess said, rather started panicking. Like, I'm a. I was like, Arita, keep you passing that because he's a person who care. What? I think you'll cry more so because of like, you can't do anything sneakily. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just checking his zipper. Are you sure, mommy? <laughs> oh, oh my God. No, you know what? Yeah. For me, it was just like, I had. I had in my head, I had a feeling when he was going to know these conversations, you know, and these are the things that you cannot control. And this is where we go back with, you know, raising our children in today's society. We can do as much as we can at home. And it's something that my parents have always, always um, put in my brain cells. Like, de la casa para adentro is whatever we say, you know, like we know exactly how you are. We know what we've raised. Pero ya afuera, de la puerta para afuera, ya es decisión suya como usted quiera, obviamente, eh, tomar las decisiones de lo que usted vaya a hacer, in regards of whatever it is. Because you're not inside the house no more. You're not going to be with your parents. You're with your friends. Some of them are very crazy. I've got, like, some crazy-ass friends that I love to be with. And, woof, like, Isi Jome had influence, like, you know, being influenced by them. Blimey, I'll, I'll be all like, hey, live in the bed, like, you know, the crazy. That, that's life. another point you touched, Erica, where we get influenced so quick by friends and it's that peer pressure, and especially boys. Like, and I've had this conversation with, like, parents at my son's school, you know. There's a parent that he's like, oh, like, he's Colombian. And I think it's, like, that old mentality because he's, like, on the oldish side. He's, like, 50-something. And obviously his son's in the same age same uh, year group as Joel and he's always like oh no if he like falls out of line I'll take him Colombia and I'll just encerrarlo in la finca and I'm like that's what my mom used to say to me like that shit doesn't work if you take your son to Colombia he's gonna worse like become super worse la libertad que ellos tienen en Colombia also he's going on like in Colombia you can be a child you can't anymore you can't so it's like, what are you going to go do there? He's like, oh, yeah, Ben, I think. And I'm like, no, like, it, to be realistic, like, you cannot expect your child to be the goody two-shoes that you think your mm-hmm. child is going to be. Your child is going to face pressure over pressure because if this little group of friends, he wants to fit in. And if not, your child's going to get bullied. So yeah, and for like, boys, I think it's worse, 100%. 100 percent the cool kid or he's going to be the little neek on the side that you know but you kind of have to teach your child to be like in the middle like you know you don't you don't get too involved with like i'm gonna you know because my friend beat up that kid i'm gonna go beat him up no you need to teach your child to be clever clever, do you know what um there's something that that's something i was gonna say that a lot of us like to forget the society and generation we are living in a lot of us had great childhoods and a lot of us were beat with la chancla and no you're not going out even if you're cleaning and scrubbing the floors on your knees 
that that worked for our parents at the time some of the things we hated and you know some of the things are now part of our trauma and again these are traits that we need to break away from the way that we were parented even though it worked and you know I like to say that us three here right now are great women and we turned out pretty good but it was different times and Mm -hmm. You also, as much as you want to raise your child, again, my child is only two. I can only speak from what I see and, you know, my perspective at the moment. But although you want to raise your child in the best way possible and, you know, this is the good way and just the good way and, you know, perfect this way, this way, this way, you you can't raise them to be naive. You have to raise them to be streetwise. You need to raise them, like... Um, Erica and Ollie constantly bully their elders, obviously in a good way, but it's their Oh my gosh, I was just it like that. No, 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 but, no, but, but we bully soul. him so he can be prepared. So if he gets bullied in yeah, school, he'll be like, like strong inside. Nothing like your mom, like basically this is shit. But but the thing is, in a way, in such a way that it's like, you know what? I get it. You're you're building that tough skin on me, and I know that you're just you know being silly but it's that inner voice that we're creating within our children and you can't raise them to be naive you can't raise them to be like oh you know you can't hit a woman or this and that because what happens if tomorrow they find their situation where this woman is gonna have them shitty and is gonna cut them up because she's a psychopath or there's this massive fight and so what he's not gonna know what to do because in his head he hears his mom and his dad say no you should never hit a woman but at the same time he's on edge of being killed mm-hmm. by a, so you know it's that thing again with bully and with pressure you know the nintendo the nintendo, yeah the switch situation that you presented you knew how Joel felt, you know, he, he would see and he'll be like, oh, like, that's so cool, but I don't know how to play with it. And you started becoming aware that, you know what, all the kids nowadays have all these uh, gadgets. And although we don't want to be those parents that are, their kids stuck to their screen because we still want to teach them morals, values, and we still want to raise them in, no, you don't need a screen to, to have fun, you know, mm. but we still have to be conscious of it's, you can have it a little bit, but I need you to be like this first. I need you to, you know, earn it. And if you want to play, fine, we can play for a little bit, but you need to be on top of what what and how you need to be in this house and as a person. Again, me and Erica have spoken about this before, that we need to raise our kids to be leaders and to have their, to be strong-willed, not, not be easily influenced because... 100%. Fortunately for us, we were raised in a generation where we didn't have social media, where we didn't have mm-hmm. to look at other people's lives to feel a certain way, where we didn't Valid and stuff, yeah. find validation in what other people thought. We were just like, like I freaking had braces. My fringe was like, I look like literally Betty Lafayette. And I was like, mm-hmm. no boy will ever like me. But I didn't care. I was still being a punk and I was like I don't I don't care that boys don't like me you know if it is if it's that way I'm still having fun playing football in the car park with my two cousins you know I didn't have that girly side to me however my sister now she's just turned 19 and she from a very young age was just constantly her self-esteem was on like there was no self-esteem because of this because there was a perception of these are the women that we like these are this is how you need to be you can't have 
a great personality is not going to get you anywhere if you don't have the looks. And that's, that's in theory, like, look at, I don't know if you guys are watching Love Island, but look at Hugo. He's such an amazing guy. Like, he's oh, so I sweet. Watching. I, I oh, he's the sweetest guy. And some, some of the comments that I've seen on social media, I was like, oh, you know, Hugo, he's such a, a lovely lad, but he's so ugly and he's too nice. And it's like, okay, well, which one is it? His mum clearly raised him to be a very nice guy. But that's an issue. Yeah, but this is the problem, though. This is the problem. This is what you hear women. They want, they say, oh, raise yes. your sons, raise yes. your, kid, your boys, make them respect women. Da, da, da. But when, when they are respecting you, when they are treating you nice, when they are um, um, being gentlemen, you still want to mug them off. And then when they break, then you want to say something more. So it's like there's no win win here. So my only advice is like, each to their own, educate whether you're, you've got a son or you've got a daughter, educate them properly, respect one another. That's what you, that's the only thing that you have to put in your head. Not because I've got a daughter, then all of a sudden all your, all your sons have to be um, respectful towards my daughter. No, it doesn't work like that. And that's what everyone as a parent needs to put in their brain cells. And like you said, with the, with the, um, when Erica, when you was explaining about Erica and the Nintendo situation, we went for the same phase. Everyone around Jalen's age, they all had Fortnite. We didn't fall into that peer pressure. We didn't fall because so-and-so has um, Fortnite. Now my son has to have it. No, it took us a while to give him the Nintendo. And he was he was pretty old by the time that he got the Nintendo compared to his, his other his other th- friends. Same with, um, with um, Fortnite. But I think the other thing that's really... Um, like um, a, a blessing in it in itself is the fact when both parents are on the same wavelength because it's very difficult if you're not on the same page and I know that can tend to happen like it tends to happen in a lot of relationships where women say one thing and then the man says the other or men say the other and then the women don't agree and this is where problems start this is where you start to fail as a parent because you're both not on the same page. We focus so much on like, oh, men have to be educated. Boys have to be raised a certain way. Girls have to be raised in, in a certain way. Not realising that we are a massive problem as well. We need to know exactly what we want for our kids and how to work together, whether you're in a relationship or not, because that's where people get confused. They think that only because you're in a relationship, you can raise children. That is so wrong. I know a lot of people that are not together and they are fantastic at co-parenting. They both have their mentality that they want to raise good um, good children. So um not only focus on obviously raising your daughters correctly and your sons correctly, but also work as a team because at the end of the day, we're the ones that are bringing the next generation and whatever generation our children will bring, you know, it all is, it's a root. It's la ruta de algo. We were raised a certain way that we cannot raise our kids how we were raised. Nowadays, if you saca la, la chancla or la correa um, or el palo, la cuchara de palo, like straight away, people are quick to be like, "Oh, so you're yeah. on your case." Mm. The only good thing mm. is that I had, I had again because I worked in the education sector, I had the training in regards of safeguarding um, children. And one of my main questions were, and again, I don't hit my children, but one of my main questions were, "Can we hit our children?" Because I remember I was a little cow when I was like six or seven. I remember I said to my mama, "Oh, you can't touch me, or I'll call the police." I was like, "Que llama la policía, le tiro este control a la policía y la cascos que delante la policía." Can you imagine? So I was thinking, I don't want my son el día mañana que me venga a decir eso porque, boy, I was so rich. But I ended up asking this um this tutor, and literally she said, "Oh no, 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 you can hit your child." I was like, "Yeah, but how much?" And she was like, 
however much you want as long as you don't leave bruises then social services don't get involved can you imagine but it's that, we've also touched on it it's like as a parent and I think this is where we mistake like well that's what Jess was kind of saying that we have to break the barriers on how we were raised compared to how we want to be mm. raised because I personally believe Erica and I think we've all been there we kids are fucking annoying they test boundaries beyond measures there's times and you know I've always said it there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days I'm not one to hit my child but there is times that I have hit them oh yeah out of place you know sometimes but if I've hit them out of place or even if not out of place and they deserved it I'm quick to apologize and I explain why I'm 30 years old and I have never ever 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 received an apology from my mum my mum said that I deserve every single pillar that and this is a problem that our parents because our parents never apologized to us they didn't know the word sorry they just always fought and they have that mentality I'm big you're small and there's nothing you can do about it but it's a problem now and this is why I said at the beginning like and well obviously not not every parent speaks English in in our generation our parents not everyone speaks English but I'm going to say in English and Spanish right it's, re- it's really important those that surround our children to have your back whether you're in the good or in the or, or in the wrong because at the end of the day you're supposed to work as a team you don't want your child to grow up and say oh I'm just going to go to my abuela because I know that my abuela will tell my mum off because she told me off da, 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 da. like it tends to happen like because obviously our parents obviously for a certain way how they educate us with with their grandchildren son super soft like they're really alcahuetas and again it's the norm you hear it all the time but what they don't realize is that um unfortunately I'm then looking like I'm the bad one and I'm the one that has issues towards my kids and I'm you, you know what I mean so and now I'm going to say that in Spanish que si vamos a tener hijos que por favor que todos tratemos de ser unidos familia al igual que los amigos las amistades que estén alrededor de nosotros because porque porque lo que sí me he dado cuenta es que cuando se vuelven abuelos eh, como obviamente nos educaron de alguna forma cuando ya ven a los nietos los alca- o sea, es normal que, lo- que sean alcahuetas, que you know que si el niño dijo, ay yo quiero, entonces se lo dan o que, ay si lo regañaron no, 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 no lo regañen no, hay que estar trabajando juntos porque at the end of the day nosotras somos las que estamos sufriendo tristemente es always the mother that always suffers anyway like we always get el bulto de al agua fría y encima de que ay usted la mala usted por qué le habla así why did you talk to him like that why did you talk to her like that and it's like wait hold on a minute I know that if I was that age and I spoke to you the way my daughter was speaking to me you would have slapped me don't even go there but because it's not your child and it's now your grandchild all of a sudden it's like oh no let's be soft don't speak to him like that don't speak to her like that and then you always look like the bad one so for me it's like I think it's important not only in relationships but friendships and also family who's around your child choose choose wisely who do you want around your kids because we can have really good friends but sometimes those friends the way they raise their kids is not what you want around your children I've become really antisocial in a lot of areas since I became a mum um because there's certain things that I just don't want around my kids and it might be like I know Erika is I have to look after what's mine because there's a certain method there's a certain way how my kids speak how we educate our kids um the fact that manners is very important 
you know. I am very much for the please and thank yous. I am very much como está bien, gracias, usted type of vibe. I am very much like that. I know not everybody's like that and that's okay. But the way I I build my kids, it has to be like that. Um, only because I think it's just beautiful seeing a child that, you know, has manneri- mannerisms. And that's just a me thing. And very much my partner as well. The hating thing, yeah, um, that you touched on, and, you know, you can hit your child. I think that whole, you know, so social services doesn't get involved. And we touched on it on the other episode was that, you know, as a parent, now that we're con- we're conscious parenting, yeah, and we've brought things that maybe our parents did with us and we're trying it with our kids, but kind of tweaking it a little bit. And it's, and we always said, we should, you should never, ever hit your child con rabia. Never. Never. Because usted se le da la mano. Yeah. You know, like, see, it's just the same way when you're arguing, like, you know, like with your partner. Let's say you're, yeah. you're like, and you start swearing. Yeah. And you say things that you don't want to say. And then how do you retract from that? You know, mm-hmm. the same with your kid. How yep. would you hit your kid con rabia and then retract? And you're teaching your kid that it's okay to hit. And then you can go and say sorry afterwards. Just, just mm-hmm. like that. And I, I stand by that. I, I very much, I do, I do, I literally bang that out with my friends I say I'm not the type of mother that if I'm angry I cannot hit my for me it's like because they always I always get questioned like some of my friends are like wooden stick thing wooden spoon thing I'm like nope and they were like no mija no my bell hair rinche yo de una I was like yeah but that's you then one of them I was laughing because she um there's something to do with the bible there's a scripture or something like that where you know um you you have to correct your child with again i'm not trying to be disrespectful with any religions up in here oh gosh but one thing that's the culture is the thing you know (laughs) (laughs) no literally yeah when she said that to me we started laughing because i was like oh yeah babe because um we don't sin every single day yeah okay so now apparently I'm sitting because I'm not grabbing the wooden spoon are you serious right now like I was like please I can't we're not even gonna go there I was like no one's telling me to grab a wooden stick to hit my child and one thing I am very blessed is that my partner also believes that objects we're not involved we don't do this whole like the belt the shoe la chancla I'm not about that. You know, you know my dad yet. I said, we had it tough. You know my dad yet. Sometimes Leo's having like, like a tantrum and he's like, oh, just get la pringamosa. Vaya al farm, get una pringamosa. La pringamosa. No. And I'm like, like, I'm waiting for him to like laugh and be like, no, I'm joking. Because I mean, most of the time he's always like, no le pegue, no le grite. Like he's all mm-hmm. about gentle parenting with his grandson. But with yep. me, however. It was a different ball game. Mate. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but these all these objects things is just a big no-no for me. Now, with me in regards of hitting, I cannot do it when I'm angry. It's just a I, I didn't have to hear it from a psychologist or see it in books or read it. It's just something in me. It's just I will not hit out of anger. De pronto the odd palmaita que no tengo rabia, no que tenga para que lleve. Yeah, hundred percent. I never had to experience that with my with my son. In all honesty, he was an absolute angel. He literally lied to me what it was to be a parent. My daughter has taken canas upon canas. I think I've told Jessica, I think I've told both of you, God knows how many times, like, her attitude is absolutely wild. 
but in saying that I laugh because I'm just like oh my gosh I'm seeing me mate me as well with my second one and I feel like I've learned parenting like just like you say you learned it with Jalen yeah I feel the same with Joel like I did all the mistakes I had to and now with Caden he does things and I'm thinking I would have hit Joel because of this and I'm just like thinking like oh you're so cute like what is wrong with you Erica no and the thing is obviously when my son's 10 and he clocks these things he'll be like oh mom but you allowed her to do this da, da, da. I'm just like oopsie I'm like yeah but it's like I'm just I'm just trying, I'm just raising her like you know she's just starting you already know it was like mm, yeah okay mom you know so like he clocks it and he's 10 but um but this is what I'm saying. Every child's different. And I'm blessed that I've got the boy and the girl. So when I hear women just talking about, oh, raising girls, um, raise your sons properly, I'm just like, are you mad? I was like, you better raise your daughter properly because two things you know out is coming from you and I know what you've done. And toxic mothers are just as damaging as absent fathers because if you're yeah. a mother raised, like, you know, raising a girl or a boy, whatever, on your own, but you still have this toxic negative, like toxic toxicity. That he's saying, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You can either you can either go one way or the other. Whether you're raising a girl or a boy, you can raise your daughter to think, you know what, men are trash because whatever happened to you, and you know, fuck men. The same way as you can raise your son to be like arrogant, all about him, selfish because he's going to be mummy's boy. Jolani, and I touch on that it's cultural habits as well. Yeah. yeah. We, it's learned behaviour, like we've said, you know, like we come from a culture that is very machista, you know, the man, yep. the man, the man, like it's like very macho man, yeah. And I'm sure that within our culture, we've, like I've had it firsthand, you know, like I've had someone in our family tell my children that boys don't cry. Like, oh, no, Jordan, kid, and I'm just like, nah not over here boys do cry and do you know what triggers me about that phrase it's like emotions are like the essence of what makes us human 100 when your little boy comes to you crying because you know he's dropped and he's hurt how do you dismiss that if you were to drop and it hurt you you probably cry i mean if i look at the shit that i cry for like i cry for like a program on the tv why can't my son cry for whatever feelings he's feeling you know what? My thing that gets me angry when I hear this phrase or oh, boys don't cry or boys shouldn't cry or man up, because that's that's one that's one sentence that I absolutely hate when I hear people say to kids or to boys or oh, man up. No, it's not about man up, because if you I, I literally the way I see it, yeah, is you have a problem as in the adult. I was like, you've got a problem because you can't um, talk about your emotions. So now you want to raise other kids or teach other boys not to have those emotions in today's age it's important for those emotions and I cannot stress enough for my son to talk to me about everything girls like I cannot stress it enough I told Jalen to tell me literally everything from what he's doing as soon as he walks inside the school to what he's doing when he's eating to what happens during break time to what did you do when this and this happened every single little detail and it, for some people it might be like Ay, no, pero está tan déjalo respirar. Like, no 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 it's so important but my fear and the reason why I'm so like that is because when these men are turning 45 
50 years old they're committing suicide my friend all because they Even weren't able that, to put him if you right look now it's really bad the statistics right. of right. suicide yeah. men are flying high super high, high super high and I literally touched on uh, well we didn't talk about that but I had um funny enough and we're going way off topic here but I had a chat with two boys or two men sorry last week in my inspirational Thursdays I know you guys tuned in um and it was literally two black men that had they started these podcasts for men because you don't hear black men talk about their emotions it's like they but they're built with these with these armors that they cannot show emotions as soon as they show an emotion somehow you are weak not realizing that you are stronger of a man because you know how to communicate your emotions like you know how much respect women would have towards a man that can actually communicate emotions some women some some Correct. let's not forget Correct. there's yeah, those yeah, yeah. women who have that been raised advantage. by idiots yeah, 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 who yeah, yeah. want the bad guy the the guy that doesn't really moan the tough guy you know and it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, he's too sweet or he's too gentle. I want a man that's tough and that, you know, we have women like that. So let's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. No, 100%. But with, with that in saying that, it's so important for these men to actually talk. And if we don't start raising our kids to know from early age that you can talk, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem if they, if they don't know that from now. Even in schools, like, I remember a teacher... And because I always said to um, I've always said to Jalen, if someone touches you, you do not come home with a bruise. You better tell me that this other child has a bruise. And I stand by that because I can't be in school to defend my child as much as I want to. It's impossible. It's not part of life. He has to build his own character. He has to be able to defend himself as much as he can. You know, obviously, I'll jump in when it's necessary. But I remember a teacher approached me and she said to me, Erica, you can't be saying that to your son. I was like, pardon? I was like, what do you mean I can't be saying that to my son? I was like, you know how many times he's come to me and he's told me that the teacher has told him that he has to apologise to someone that's literally doing something to him? I was like, nah. I was like, it doesn't work like that. And, and what he said is correct, because he literally said to the teacher, he was like, miss, the only reason why um, I defend myself is because my mom's always taught me that, you know, if someone tries it on me, I have to, um, I'll tell them to stop. And if they carry on, then I have to now defend myself. Because at the end of the day, all the teachers do is say, oh, say sorry to each other. I was like, you lot forget that I've worked in a school. I remember saying this to my colleagues. I was like, you're forgetting that I work in a school. You're forgetting that I see what you lot do at the playground. A child will go to you, moan to you, tell you so-and-so did this. And what do you do? You dismiss it or you call the other child. You tell the child, oh, say sorry to so-and-so. And then it's done and dusted. There's no consequences. You guys don't go over the board with this. I was like, but then when a psycho mom comes in now and starts defending her child, then she's the problem. Because unfortunately, that's how we're seen. We are the problem if we come into school and defend our and defend our children. No, it's because clearly some teachers don't know how to deal with this stuff. They dismiss it so quick. Like uh, for me, I always said that I was saying it to my partner the other day. We need more male role models in primary schools. I know we've got them in secondary schools, but we need them in primary schools. But at the same time, I also think like. Okay, if we have male role models in primary school, how would they be like, though? Because I would hate to know that there's a male teacher quick to be dismissing my child because he's a boy. Oh, man up, man. Like, it's fine. Just leave it. Just move. You know, like these are the type of overthinking type of brain cells that will start to trigger my brain. Because how would you, like, obviously, yeah. as women, you know, like you start to question all these little things like, 
would you would you dismiss that would you approach it in a correct way like what would you do because there's a lot of men out there that would cover themselves would protect themselves through not um dialogando las emociones communicating their emotions and they feel like it's the right way and unfortunately it's not and and the thing is with this erica it's the thing that our children get so confused because you can be you know very attentive to his emotions right but you get like people like the teachers that you know dismiss all this behavior and you get other members of the family you know throwing left right and center like comments that are not necessary right yeah so imagine your child's confusion when he's told not to feel this way he doesn't learn how to express his feelings in a healthy way no yeah. matter how hard you try he will always get that negativity from somewhere else yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and as a result of that he pence he pence up his emotions and to appear tough and as he grows this is where we lose track and he falls into this deeper tough guy thing so he can fit into this society that we live in yeah because yeah yeah a nice guy doesn't fit into our society unfortunately no again like just said look at ugo national television and everyone's like bashing him because he's a nice guy and apparently he's the ugly guy and it's the same they always and i think it's like and i, I saw erica that you posted about love, love island that like, being like very fake if oh you yeah look yesterday i years, posted it yeah, mm. if you look back in the years, we had Dr. Alex. Was it Alex? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, Ugo is, is Dr. Alex. Oi, oi. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. <laughs> yeah. But there's always, like, they, they go for, like, very, like, the same-looking characters. And it's like, what are you teaching children? Like, And then this is the thing. Another thing we haven't touched on is our gen- the generation that our kids are growing up with are moving way too fast. Like and when, we were, 15, when yeah. we were 15, I probably had no makeup on my face and I, I probably know. was stuck in my bra with tissue. Now you see 15 year olds, yeah? Like, we, Jess and I have seen 15 year olds and we literally send each other pictures and they look older than us. And I'm no, like, no, no, nah. they do. And this is where, and this is where, as a mother of boys, this is where our fear comes in because that's where the whole underage starts coming in. Oh, I didn't know. No, but he did know. He did know I was 15. No, but he didn't because you would have literally gone and said, oh, no, I'm 20. You look like a 20-year-old with all the makeup and them lips get out of inside teachers, Richmond. Like, it's absolutely wild. Like, it's, don't get me wrong. Like, and I fully said, I was like, I'm not watching Love Line. And I literally decided last night, I said, what am I doing? I was like, I know sometimes we need like rubbish TV because I call it rubbish TV, yeah? But with somebody like me that I really stand by the whole, I'm so done with the with, with fake stuff. Like the, we've already got social media to show so much fakeness. And now we still have the TV to do that. I was like, what is going on with our children? What are they going to end up seeing? Absolutely a load of crap. Like, sometimes I literally say to myself, I'm glad that my boy just want, wants the Nintendo. I'm not even going to lie. It's getting to the point where, mijo, ¿qué con el Nintendo? Because lo que hay en la televisión es pura mierda. You know? ¿Qué es con su Fortnite? Your little tutu, little breaky, breaky dance there. Because all, all you're seeing is these women looking like absolute plastic, don't have absolutely nothing in their brain cells. We're still not seeing diversity on TV, unfortunately. Because todos los Black Lives Matter y todos los movements que se hallan, you don't, you don't see any, you don't see any of this on TV. It's like the one odd couple. No, like they dashing like, like two black people and they think, wow, diverse. Yet all the girls are like blonde, and then you have that one black girl standing out. Can like, you imagine how is that diversity? 
it's 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 too, it's and it's too like, much. And it's like it, you know what triggers me is like they 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 do this year and they add that one black couple and that black guy doesn't even go for the black girl because the black guy will always uh, go for like the white guys mm-hmm. and it's like so how are you being diverse and the white guys won't be interested in the black girl so are you making it difficult so to show society how difficult it is for the black girl to you fit see? in with all of these so that's what i'm saying with the generation that's coming up is absolutely wild like they have nothing compared to what we what we, we grew up with and it's one of them ones where it is very scary but at the same time it's like if we know what we're doing and we're trying our best to you know educate because there's no book out there to teach us what is to be a correct mom or what is to be a correct dad that's impossible there's no degree to educate you how to be the right parent but if in you in Sukaresa, you know you know what I'm doing the right thing in my head I'm doing the right thing that's that's all you can actually and 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 I know a lot of people will say, oh, no, but your child can't be your friend. No, I want my child to know that he has a friend in him as well. As, as much as I'm his mother, he should know that I'm also his friend to know everything. That if he needs advice, he comes to me, not his friends. That he needs support, he comes to me, not his friends. You know, because the way things are right now, I'm worried what friendships are going to be built. Mm. I'm absolutely worried. Also, may my son never swear on my life when lying to his little girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a great chat, very due. Um, but we have come to the end of it, and obviously, we know you've got to go rush off to work. I've got to go work now. Yeah, I, just, I was getting changed um, while you lot were talking. So, we like to end the episode on a golden tip, and obviously, based on the conversation we've had today or motherhood or anything you would like to add to the episode. Educate your children, whether it's a boy or a girl, teach them to respect everybody. We're not raising, and I think Jessica said this, or you both said it, we're not raising genders, you know? I mean, well, just like, yeah, it it was that that you said, isn't it? Yeah, we're not raising genders, we're raising humans. There we go, yeah, we're not raising genders, we're raising humans. So um, focus on that and stop this whole thing about educate your son your son this your son that because you have no clue what us mothers that have sons feel like you have no clue what we have to think on an everyday base in regards of the peer pressure that they're going to face in regards of that we know there's going to be a girl out there that's going to break our children we're already aware of that so it's just being mindful because already there's so much toxic stuff in the world that we don't need to add more on those mothers out there and I say mothers because I'm not I'm not mocking fathers but fathers tend to you know block it as much as they can but we we mothers we feel every single type of emotion and we we're very we're very vocal in regards of how we feel so just be mindful in regards of what you put up there on social media also wait can I can I just add before the like girl mom police come after us we're not dismissing that there are some guys that are pricks you know but we have to be conscious of knowing how these guys got this way and it's not always just oh that it was the mom's fault and this and this just Mm. made this man this guy has gone through a lot to get to this place maybe he was born like that because let's face it some men are just trash but it doesn't mean all guys are trash. No, and also raise your girl with self-love, self-respect, dignity, yes. what she's looking out for. If that's not, if, if he's not taking my okay, move. Don't don't stay there just because of comfort. Don't stay there just because, oh my God, it's my first boyfriend or whatever. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, I think it goes both ways at the end of the day. And like you said, we're doing the best of mothers. We've never done this before. Each year is a new challenge, it's a new learning thing curve for us. So thank you so much, oh, Erica. No, where can you, everyone find you on Thursdays? Thursdays inspirational Thursdays. And that's on on Instagram, guys. She has lives every single Thursday, 8 p.m. with inspirational people that are doing bits for our generation positive things mama's code out mama's code